Hello and welcome back to Equity, the TechCrunch podcast, where we unpack the numbers and the nuance behind the headlines. This is Alex. It is Monday and welcome to April. It's the 4th. It is Q2. I am fired up and ready to go. So let's talk about some money. As always, we are going to start off with markets. However, we're going to do a kind of reverse order for reasons that will become clear. So up top, crypto, mostly calm in the last 24 hours and actually pretty calm over the last seven days. Keep in mind that comes after a kind of a bump in the overall value of most major cryptos. So things are good, I'd say, over in decentralized land. Now, in the stock market in Asia, stocks are higher, especially Chinese tech stocks, which have taken a beating lately. That matters. In Japan, shares are higher, also higher in Hong Kong. Stocks also look pretty good in Europe and here in the United States. In pre-market trading, stocks are up, with tech stocks leading traditional industries. And speaking of tech stocks, we get to talk about Elon Musk this morning. All right, let's play a game. Guess who owns 73,486,938 shares of Twitter? Well, it's not me and it's not you. It's Elon Musk. CNBC notes that that particular amount of Twitter stock was worth $2.89 billion as of Twitter's Friday closing price. We found out that Elon Musk owns this amount of Twitter thanks to an SEC filing called the 13G that was released this morning. Now, Elon Musk likes to use Twitter, but why is he putting money into it? Well, this all loops back to Elon's March 25th complaints about Twitter's moderation policies. He said in a couple of tweets that free speech is essential for democracy. We all agree on that. And then he said the following, quote, Twitter serves as the de facto public town square. Failing to adhere to free speech principles fundamentally undermines democracy. Now, there's a couple of issues with that, according to American law. But, you know, it does provide a little bit of a background as to why he's buying around 74 million shares in Twitter. And, you know, to be clear, 2.89 billion, even for Elon, is a chunk of change. Now, after his complaints about Twitter's moderation policies, Elon asked if a new platform was needed. You know, maybe he'd launch his own Twitter, call it Elon Twit or something. I don't know. Anyways, uh, it doesn't seem to be the case because you don't go out and buy that much stock in a rival company if you're going to found your own. And Twitter, worth over $30 billion, is still rather expensive, so I doubt he'll buy the whole thing. So what's he doing? Well, if you own a bunch of stock in a company, you can essentially have influence. Perhaps he wants Twitter to shake up how it goes about doing business. Regardless, shares of Twitter are up about 24% in pre-market trading, so a huge boon to Twitter employees and shareholders who got a free, enormous pay raise this morning. Congrats to all those people. And naturally, Elon himself made several hundred million dollars by just announcing that he bought Twitter stock because... Well, people follow him into every single trade that he does. There have been, I should note, a spate of attempts to build a new Twitter. These have generally struggled. There's actually several going on right now, for example. Some of them have a free speech angle, at least in theory. Some of them have a political angle, say conservative politics, but mostly they've failed to kind of take off. And I'll just say that the launch of Truth Social, President Trump's theoretical social network, Twitter clone, whatever you want to call it, just lost its CTO after a super messy slash failed launch, according to Reuters. So if you do want to have a lot of influence on how social media companies actually go about content moderation, you can build your own and probably fail or just buy a bunch of Twitter. Why not do that? Smart. Turning the page this morning, we have an IPO to talk about. And by IPO, I mean SPAC. And by SPAC, I mean, no, listen, seriously, this is cool. Don't go away. Normally, I would not bring you every minor SPAC combination that gets announced because, you know, whatever. But this one's actually a lot of fun. Here's what's going on. Prime Block is going public by merging with 10x Capital Venture Acquisition Corp 2. Now, you don't care about the latter company, but Prime Block is in the game of Bitcoin mining. Now, Bitcoin mining and also Bitcoin mining hardware 
are enormous industries around the world, especially in the wake of China kind of kicking out all the mining capacity from its own country, where it mostly landed in the United States. So Prime Block is going public at an interesting time for both the crypto economy and its sub-niche of that industry. The deal has an enterprise valuation of $1.25 billion. I think the equity value will be higher when we add the cash back into that number, but I can't tell you why not. It's because I cannot find the darn investor presentation. It's supposed to be filed in an 8K. It hasn't been as of recording this. So eventually we will get more information on the companies themselves, the deal terms and all of that. But we do have a couple of notes for you. According to the release in Q4, Prime Block had revenues of $24.4 million or roughly a $100 million run rate. So it's actually IPO scale, frankly, even by traditional standards. And the companies reported that Prime Block has over 100 megawatts of installed data center capacity. Now, that is a non-GAAP metric that I actually kind of love, uh, but I don't know what it means. So I went to the company's website to learn more. And Prime Block has, I think, a thousand petahashes of its own mining power or about 0.6% of the total Bitcoin mining pool, according to the company. Cool. Very neat. It also seems to sell hardware to other companies. So we're going to see a revenue mix, I believe. Really excited to see the margins, the growth, and just the overall economics of mining and kind of making hardware for that industry. It's going to be fascinating. The deal itself won't close for a bit, which means that markets will change between now and then the price of Bitcoin, mining demand, that sort of thing. But it's going to be a fun deal. We don't have many IPOs, keep in mind, because the IPO market is currently frozen with tech stocks generally down, interest rates going up, and the overall investor profile being, well, risk off. So we don't see that many deals making a SPAC. Pretty exciting. I was happy to see it. Behind the signs here at Equity Monday is a script. It's kind of a Google Doc that I update every Monday, and it has little blocks like A block, B block, and they're usually tagged things like startups or crypto or whatever. Uh, this is called the big bucket of stuff block or the quote other key tech news for the last few days. Um, there's just a couple of things going on that weren't quite grouped by theme, but they matter. So I'm going to tell you about them. Welcome to the grab bag, everybody. All right. From TechCrunch, Tesla reported Saturday that it delivered more than 305,000 electric vehicles in the first quarter. And that was a record breaking number, albeit in line with analyst expectations. But the number matters because, well, a lot of auto manufacturers have been struggling in light of the chip shortage, the supply chain issue, zero COVID in China, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So for Tesla, quite a big win, frankly. And then also from TechCrunch, India's Mobile Premier League, it's news to me, or MPL, is in talks to raise capital from a number of investors, including, get this, crypto exchange FTX, as the mobile gaming startup prepares to make a Web3 push. That's according to three sources familiar and our own Manish Singh. So here's my question. Where will FTX not put capital? Will a bunch of money flood, I don't know, esports? Why not? Crypto money seems to go everywhere these days. My favorite soccer or football team, Gotham FC, is now sponsored by a crypto company, as are a bunch of F1 teams, where actually FTX does have money in play as well. Frankly, I can't turn on the television without someone trying to give me some Bitcoin or sell me some Bitcoin or really just some sort of crypto thing. It is pervasive. I mean, people used to joke about, you know, when will Bitcoin go mainstream? Well, crypto money is the mainstream now, and apparently also for the mobile Premier League, which I now need to go learn what the hell that is. Over to a startup. This is a really fun one. I'm really excited about this. Uh, Lakestar and Lightspeed Venture Partners have led a round into a company called Lemon.Markets, which is somewhat comically not about markets behaving like lemons, which is a common bit of English slang indicating something that performs poorly. So if you, I don't know, went out and bought a car and the car immediately exploded. Well, you bought a lemon. Now, lemon.markets is, I guess, leaning into the joke and the German startup just raised $17 million. 
And I'm saying that it's leaning into the joke because it's actually trying to build infrastructure to let other people better access European capital markets. It's building APIs so you, people can build in to their own applications a way to get Europeans into investing, uh, which is funny because you don't want to invest in markets that are lemons, but you do want to use lemons.markets to invest into the non-lemon markets. It's very strange. Anyways, I dig it. I love API-led fintech and I love the idea of financial inclusion. So 17 million lemon.markets, why not? One more newsy bit before we go. Jumia, a US-listed African e-commerce and fintech company, has snagged a deal with UPS to be its partner, quote, across Africa, according to TechCrunch. This is a very interesting deal because Jumia has had a somewhat troubled history as a public company, dealing with slow revenue growth at times and stiff losses. More business won't hurt the company, we think. And also, don't forget, we have seen a boom in startup activity across Africa, with people from around the world noticing what's going on and pouring capital in. Closing out today, it is April 4th, which means that we are now into the second quarter, which means a couple of things are coming up. One, earnings season. I know you're excited for that. And also the Q1 venture capital data dump. We're going to get a very in-depth look at the venture capital market around the world, which startups did well, which geos did well, which sectors did well, and of course, in reverse, which did poorly. Will there be evidence of a slowdown? There's some information that says there might be. There's a lot to find out, so stay tuned. TechCrunch is going to have a lot of coverage for you coming up. And that is our show. Don't forget, Equity is live this Thursday. That show will come out on Friday if you're not into hopping in Twitter spaces. But if you want to come hang out, you can do so. There'll be a link in the show post on TC. You can, of course, follow Equity on Twitter, where we tweet under the handle EquityPod. Or you can follow me, where I tweet under the handle Alex. Uh, I think that's everything, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Hugs. Bye. Bye.